This is Nordic Innovation Forecast, and we are talking about health data and the utilization of health data across the Nordics. Looking at the Nordic region as a common market and a common data pool. My name is Nils Johan Halvorsen. In this episode, we will look at the issue from two different perspectives. The innovation perspective, because from the Nordic health data comes innovation of new services. Services that hopefully will compete on the international market. Lisa Malner will share her views on this. My name is Lisa Malner, and I am an investment manager at Copenhagen Capacity. That's the inward investment agency for Greater Copenhagen. So what I do for work is when companies or investors are looking for opportunities in the region, we help give them support. I have been in a member of startups. I have been a community builder. I have been part of Nordic Made and still am. And with my current job, I also work with ecosystem building projects. Also in this episode, we will look at the legal issues concerning the sharing of health data. How can we go about, say, streamlining the sharing of such sensitive data? Hanne Pernille Gullbransen will give her insight. Hi, uh, my name is Hanne Pernille Gullbransen. Uh, I'm a lawyer in uh, Deloitte, advocate firma. Uh, and we had a really interesting assignment for Nordic innovation uh, called Bridging Nordic Data. And what we actually did was uh, a legal assessment of the challenges and obstacles uh, to bridge health data. Also joining me in this episode is Rasmus Malmborg. My name is Rasmus Malmborg. Um, I work for Nordic Innovation. I've been doing that for about four years now. I'm also working uh, with the Health Demography and Quality of Life program, and I'm leading our health initiative on called Health Tech and Life Science. We're talking about using health data to innovate new services, not only to better our own health, but also in a business perspective to develop products for the global market. So to start off this episode, let's get an overview of the innovation climate, so to say, in the Nordics. One thing that the US has is a lot of, uh, well, very different healthcare system, but a lot of business developers, innovation developers that sit at the hospitals, right? Uh, and they purchase products and they're kind of this main entryway for a company to meet uh, the potential clients. Whereas in the Nordics, we have a very different system uh, in healthcare. And generally, it's the hospitals themselves that are doing the innovation. They're not really necessarily looking to purchase external products or just to meet random entrepreneurs knocking on their door. There's no one that really has that as a full-time job. So the ecosystems have developed in a very different way. Uh, one of the key strengths of the Nordics, as you probably know, is that we have this really amazing and rich uh, registry and healthcare data, which is super, super valuable for researchers. Um, so we are able to do a lot of innovations on that. But of course, the challenge ends up being one, uh, how do you get access to it? And two, uh, how do you actually sell and scale it if you're not already working in the hospital? So there are obvious challenges. And I would think that in the Nordics, where the general consensus is that healthcare is a public service provided by the state, uh, penetrating that market as a commercial business is as complicated as it gets. Absolutely. Uh, I would say it is one of the most difficult markets also for some cultural reasons. I mean, uh, as you know, the Nordics are amazing societies, but the kind of secret sauce that makes them work is the high level of trust. 
And that high level of trust also means that if you come in as an outsider, just doing your kind of cold intro and your elevator pitch, you probably won't get very far. You'll get much, much further if you actually have deep connections with people in the ecosystem. And to build that, well, I mean, you kind of have to be local. Uh, so it can be hard for foreign companies to break in. And that's also part of what builds an ecosystem is not just the local talent, but the you know external talent and capital that comes in and, and brings competition. There's been amazing innovations uh, in services that are for the local market and built and coming from the hospitals and also from Nordic companies themselves that are able to work with the hospitals. I mean, just again, speaking from my own experience uh, at Cordy, the health AI startup, they were able to build a product that um, analyze, analyzes in real time uh, what's happening on an emergency call uh, so that there's some diagnostic support provided in real time uh, using machine learning. So being able to do things like that, that involves a lot of parts that have to come together. Uh, that's that's working with uh, not just, you know, an individual that's on the line talking on the phone, but that's getting permission to analyze the data coming from the calls and getting enough data for training on the calls and working with the hospitals and, you know, the people doing the diagnostics to make that happen. And the end result, of course, is that the diagnostics happen faster and more accurately and you can kind of save some money. So when there are business cases for that, you can really build amazing things. The other interesting uh, initiatives that I see in the Nordics are that some of the local laws, I know you have this year in Norway, are more restrictive than GDPR. Uh, and some of the local laws are maybe more uh, less restrictive than GDPR, like you see in Finland. So it's actually innovations around how do you get the data to, to build things and how do you give it to companies and how do you work with them? I think the Nordics, in some ways, we beat ourselves up, but we're actually having quite advanced conversations about this. So the question becomes, how do we successfully marry the traditional public health sector in the Nordics with the idea of commercializing our health data? I think that's a, that's a very good question. I, I think that the reality is that currently we are buying new solutions from abroad to a very large degree. Of course, there are also solutions made by Nordic companies that are sold in the Nordic countries. But but why why should we buy uh, non-Nordic solutions to solve Nordic problems when we can make them better here. I, I think that, that we need to sort of flip, flip that coin around and say, yes, we have big uh, public healthcare systems, which are very good. They are efficient. They deliver a, a lot of value for money. And in addition to that, we have an innovation environment uh, in the Nordics that is ranked pretty high Uh, compared to the rest of Europe, at least, why would we not utilize that to come up with new solutions? I think that's that's the way we we tr- we need to try to to look at it. Yeah, but what can you say about the health sectors? Well, both will and also ability to search for solutions outside of their normal boxes. There is, in my opinion, a need to look across the silos, and I think that that what you point to here is is something that we need to discuss more with ecosystems in the Nordics. Uh, the, the, the health ecosystems needs to be more open to bringing in or collaborating with companies, in, uh, also public entities for that matter, which may not necessarily be normally considered within the sphere of health. Um, so, so how how I think that pinpointing how good are they at the moment to do this? I think that's difficult to say. But what I'm noticing is that there it needs to be more than it is right now. There needs to be looked 
for a much broader sort of view on where can we find solutions, who can we engage with, and what can we learn from other sectors. I think that's that's uh, that is very important. There are, as we hear yet again, many hurdles to navigate, and. Even though things take a little bit of time here in the Nordics, as Lisa Malner says, things are going in the right direction. Right. And and as you probably have heard, I mean, personalized medicine is, is the biggest trend and that really requires personal information to build. But what's really interesting is, for example, you in Norway, you have that project uh, uh, Big Med, you know, th- which is for personalized medicine that, that's trying to identify hurdles that are being addressed Um, You have Finland, which is really leaning on access to secondary patient data, which has a setup that is kind of world leading. Um, And I think you have a lot of conversations that are also happening at the government level where the level of understanding of healthcare and technology is much, much higher than many countries. So sure, maybe we're not building things as quickly because there's more hurdles, but maybe we're building things more correctly and we're taking a more holistic approach for the long term. So it's not necessarily a bad thing to say, you know, it's not it's not a net negative to say right now it's very difficult to get data. Uh, of course, that's super frustrating, but maybe in the long run we'll be thankful for that. And maybe also we should think even more outside the box and encourage untraditional corporations. I mean, there's no reason why uh, Nordic uh, healthcare companies cannot work with uh, industries in, in or companies from the oil and gas sector, for instance, if they can come up with new solutions there. That there's there's no reason why they cannot do that. Secondly, um, there are various testbed networks in the Nordics where you can take your solution to hospitals and actually have them tested out in various Nordic hospitals or clinics or health services in various different Nordic countries, and hence get, you know get a an expert opinion by doctors on whether or not this is a solution that works. Secondly, whether or not this is something that has already been invented or is on the market, and thirdly, get it tested. On the, in, in several different countries in several different settings. So there are these opportunities. But, but I mean, part of what Nordic Innovation is, is, is trying to push in the projects that we co-fund is to see, you know, we would really like to see a stronger collaboration across these silos. What does the Nordic governments need to do to kind of support and boost this innovation? Well, I think if you ask the startups, they'll always say uh, money. (laughs) Um, I I think from the government perspective, it is kind of making a data access setup that considers companies uh, in in the same way they consider researchers, maybe not identically, but of course, researchers have a, a different process because they're not commercializing it. But if you ultimately want to commercialize your innovation, there needs to be some sort of better pathway. Um, a lot of startups don't have the ability to afford expensive lawyers. They they can't afford to spend a lot of time uh, making lots of long request forms for the data and you know figuring out how to navigate this. So even just having a, you know a simple portal like they have in Finland, where you can kind of have a one one size fits all uh, website that you can go to to access data. Things like that have made a huge difference in the ability of startups to access the data and consider their innovations. Some have already taken huge leaps towards the future paving way, but what about the legal ramifications of the desire to achieve free flow of health data across the Nordics? The main challenge is uh as we know, is the GDPR, 
which also a lot of possibilities. I think that's important to uh, bear in mind as well. Hanne Pernille Gullbransen. And you have the uh, professional professional secrecy, which have been there for generations. And it's a really important aspect of uh, giving healthcare. Professional codes and laws within the health sector must change to reach the data sharing goal. And there needs to be further changes in legislation. That was one of our findings in the report. Uh, as it is now, uh, the regulation in most of the countries really highlights uh, medical research or academic research. Uh, and it seems uh, as very important that academic researchers should uh, have legal access to health data to conduct, of course, really important research uh, to uh, improve uh, our health and our knowledge about different kind of health issues. But as you say, at uh, in the times we're now, uh, the technology develops so fast and can really improve our health as well from another angle. Uh, and it's uh, more uh, challenging for small and medium uh, enterprises to get access to health data. It's very complicated and of course we need to start step by step. But I think it's uh, interesting to see that uh, the Nordics now start to work together, but also that, for instance, uh, Finland uh, have have seen that also innovation could be a legal purpose, and you don't need to cooperate with academical research to get access to health data. And when they uh, build their complex uh, health analysis system or platform uh, now they're also regarded uh, innovation as a purpose that could get access to that kind of data. So from your point of view, what would need to happen to streamline the process of health data sharing within the Nordics? I think it would be uh, could be really helpful and and big advantage for the Nordics uh, Nordics as a whole if uh, we could establish that also innovation should be a purpose uh, which is regarded as legitimate when it comes to access to health data. Uh, if you could streamline that, it would be. Uh, uh, really helpful from a legal perspective. Let's direct the same question to Nordic innovation. Other than a change in legislation, what needs to happen to reach your goals, Erasmus? I think I, I think that there's something that's linked to ac- accepting that we need a certain standard ways of actually setting in public data. There are areas in, in various places in Denmark that have a problem sharing data internally from one municipality to another. You see the same phenomena in, in Norway, you see it in Sweden. So even though, even within the countries, we have challenges of that sort, of that nature. And I, and I think while, while the politicians uh, may or may not at a national level be able to decide exactly what type of software should be used in, a, in each and every municipality. And I don't think they should do that either. But I think that there is a need for politicians to stand up and say, look, we, we must on a national level require that 
standard A, B, and C are set up in each of the municipalities or each of the hospitals so that we can ensure that we can share this data. So, so, so that, that needs to be done. And, and at the end of the day, somebody's have to stick their neck out and say, this is needed uh, for the benefit of the full population in all our Nordic countries. That's, do you know what you're asking? <laughs> <laughs> it's a big thing, I know. But I think, I, think there's, I think there's actually two ways to approach this. Because if, if we think that, or if we say that, okay, so, so the city of Helsinki has two to 300 streams of data. Now, if we could combine them, if they were, if they were set up in more or less the same way, I think it would, be a big, it would be a big benefit for the population in Helsinki and beyond. The same way with health data. If we can set this up in a way so that, so that you can combine the data then that would be great. And I think that one way of doing that is standardization. I think that until we get the standardization in place, because I'm not asking that we go back 30 years and reconstruct all the health data we have. But what we need to explore to a further degree is to whether or not we can find a bridging solution. One way of sharing health data as we in a safe and secure manner today is to, is to use blockchain. But blockchain also means that the data has to be structured in a, in a completely similar way. Otherwise, it won't work. Otherwise, you can't combine it. We need to, we need to engage new entrepreneurs in the Nordic countries to come up with solutions that can actually bridge this health data, even though they are not structured in the same way. That we need to do. But in order to, to engage these startups, entrepreneurs, smaller Nordic companies, we need to be at least have a, a political commitment to enable uh, these companies to have something to work on, work with, and, and, and sort of the, the end goal of, of the fact that we'll actually be able to use these things. Then I think it's possible. I think it's possible to come up with a solution like that. But it will take it will take some time, and we need some data to be able to practice on because otherwise it's not helpful. Uh, so we are global and scalable already, uh, but we have the the famous Nordic weakness, which is that uh, we're kind of bad at marketing it. So many of the innovations that you might use coming from the Nordics, you don't realize that are Nordic companies. Those were the last words of this episode of Nordic Innovation Forecast. Thank you for listening. Oh, 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 oh,